Hi there. Hey. How's it going? It's going okay. What about you? Um, I'm good. Yeah. I'm really annoyed that it's only like 49 degrees today and raining and it's the day before Memorial Day and Crazy. it's nice and warm and instead it's raining and hailing and windy. <sighs> And a week ago, it was, what, 80 degrees? A couple days ago, it was 80 degrees. It was right. actually almost 90 degrees. Uh-huh. We it's, were, yeah, stupid. Yeah, it's every year I know. with this. I know. We're supposed to be doing, we were supposed to meet our friends at the lake today. Mm -hmm. And we rain-checked that big time because... It's cold. She didn't want to bring her kids and make them freeze, and I didn't want to be there freezing uh -uh. either. But we have had a lot of things happen since our last episode, and yet again, we are late recording this episode because of it. But what have we been doing? A lot. A lot. A lot of stuff. Well, you had to take a day off because <laughs> of one of the off. projects we were in. Well, you, you had scheduled some days off, but then um, you had a surprise day off you had to take. Why? We, um... <laughs> Well, we got the concrete done for the greenhouse. Mm -hmm. The pad. The pad, mm -hmm. which is 20, 20 feet by 8 feet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Big slab. Yeah, which is and, the size uh, of the greenhouse. We had it delivered. We did that. We, we, and then uh, we had a choice whether to do the greenhouse mm -hmm. or what was the other one? Go to the lake. Go to the lake. And I said, right. let's put the greenhouse up. And you agreed. Right. You had one day off, and then you were going back to work. Right. I had. By right. the end of that day, you FaceTimed your boss. And said, I had hey, to. I got to show you what's going on here. Mm -hmm. Now, I, probably some of the people that listen to this have built something before, but I would think that it would be common sense, right? If you're going to build a structure, what do you do first? You build your frame. Right. You build your... Trusses. Your two gable ends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You put your... You, you get the, the bones two, up. You put, Yeah. Right? Your two gable ends. Right. And then, and then you can run your trusses and then... Right. Build it. Right. And, so this uh, greenhouse came with a book of instructions with like 90 steps. No words. Right. Just pictures. So we sat... And my job was to, well, not only help you put it up, but mm -hmm. to try to decipher these right. stupid pictures. Right. Now, the greenhouse came in how many, like, I don't know, like seven in... or eight boxes. Right. And the framing is, it's a metal of some sort. Yeah. And then um, it has polycarbonate sheets, um, single layered on the side and then double layered on the roof. Anyway... All of these parts have corresponding numbers. They have all these different little screws or bolts and nuts that you use. Mm -hmm. They're different sizes, different uses for each one. And the the instructions are totally backwards. So, <laughs> so it had us put the walls together and put the, the polycarbonate sheets in the walls. But there's nothing supporting the walls. So we're out there in the Nevada wind. So here's the deal. <laughs> Right. Normally, you can get a a twelve footer, a sixteen footer, a twenty footer. What was the other one? Maybe like an eight footer. 
Right, but it they would... didn't. They didn't give us like reinforcement stuff for a twenty foot. No, and I think even the the eight by eight would have been a pain putting right. the walls up first because you don't put the walls up. And first. the wind was blowing. Yeah, so we were like having to stake this thing down. I don't. I think that I made up some new words. Yeah. During probably. that project. All I you? know is that I'm not looking forward to the next project with you. Well, because. You have no patience. I have no patience. None. With something like, neither do you. No, I don't. It's flopping around in the wind. <clears throat> and that's the point we got to by the end of that day, because every single step takes so long. And it, you have to figure out how, what direction parts go. If you can even find the parts, because mm -hmm. some of them didn't have numbers on them. And so every single step is painstakingly long. And then instead of telling you, oh, in two steps, you're going to need to have these bolts in this position, uh -huh. you go a couple steps down, and then you have to go back and take apart what you already did because they didn't tell you because there's no words in the instruction manual right. that in the next few steps, you're going to need to be doing something. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was bad. It was. It was like, if we just could have started putting up the rafters, would have braced it up. It quick. would have, but that was the last step they had you do, which was so stupid. They didn't so, say, hey, brace this up because, you know, well, there's going to be like 20 more well, pages why didn't, before. Why didn't they make make it so that you build the entire frame the way you should <clears throat> and then put the sheets in? And yeah. then, I mean, none of it made sense. No, it was very stressful. It so was I definitely. Had to, I had to FaceTime my boss and say, look, this is what's going on. We have 40 mile an hour winds going on right laughing. now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude. I need tomorrow off because this thing's going to blow down. And you have never asked for no, a day No, and this like is that. like a, what, never. a $3,000 greenhouse? Yeah. But we yeah. finally got it done after how many days? Because you went back to work and I went back to work. But when I would get home in the afternoons, I was working on putting windows well, we and got doors it, together. We got it to the point where it, it's going to stand. Right. And then, but you know, I was you still home, doing could, bracing right. and all of that for days. I had a drill, drill concrete. Yep. And there were, at certain points, we thought that there were parts missing, mm -hmm. but I ended up finding them at the end. But the very last step, what? when we put the door handle together, that was the last step of the whole That's thing. That's when you found the bars? I had to go to the hardware store and get a longer bolt for the door that handle. That was the only thing you had to buy. That was the only thing I had to buy. That impressed me. A 55 but, cent bolt. Yeah, but right? I, if I were to review this product, the first thing I would say is designed by an engineer that's never built something have brains figure it out they they did they were able to figure out t technically how it needed to end up at the end but right. the, the process was very backwards and then i was talking to one of my clients her husband came with her uh while i was doing her eyeliner last week and he used to work for lowe's in montana mm -hmm. or yeah they lived in montana and he goes oh I know exactly which greenhouse you're talking about. And I said, yeah, the Palram canopy balance or, you know, whatever it's called. And he said, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, he knows? Why? I said, do you ever put one together? And he said, no. Why does he know? Because he worked for Lowe's. He's seen it. And that He's seen it. But right. they were, it was funny because they, they were on their way out here talking about putting a greenhouse up at their house. Oh, wow. I said, oh, really? Where are you going to get it from? And then I told them the whole story and they were uh -huh. laughing really hard. But... <clears throat> There was one moment during the second day where we had a bit of a comedic interlude, if you will. What happened? 
Well. Okay. <laughs> I looked what over. Happened? Okay. We have two male dogs and two female dogs, okay. correct? Mm-hmm. We have Shasta and Gemma, the girls. Right. And then uh, Winston and Hubie, oh, the boys. Oh, jeez. So Winston is a little pit bull bulldog mix, maybe. He's not he's a... He's a staff sir. He's like an American staff shark. Yeah, but he's 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 just picture a little stocky right. white dog, right? And then Hubie is like a hundred and twenty pound red lab, right? And he's he's taller. Mm-hmm. And so, really often, I look out the window, <laughs> and Winston is humping. No, he, he's like air humping it. Hubie, and it's it's hilarious. But it's <laughs> like because Winston's so short and stocky, and he's hanging on. To Hubie's back end. And what just, is it? Is it like, hey, let's do something? Well, I think a lot of times it's a dominance thing, right? Or, it, or being maybe excited? It, maybe it is a pleasure thing. I don't know. I always maybe thought it was a dominance excited. thing until... It's like, hey, we're having a good time. I know, but until, Stay we, there. until we saw what we saw. Well, I didn't, didn't see, see it, it anything. You didn't see it. You, you saw it. You turned and you saw Winston humping Hubie and you told him to stop. Right. Just then I turned just in time. And now if there's any children listening right now, maybe cover their ears up. I, they may not even know what I'm talking about. But I look over just in time to see Winston's little red lipstick going in and out, <laughs> in and out. <laughs> I was laughing. I was laughing so hard. I couldn't stop. And then I would turn and look at them again and I would start laughing all over again. So even though the project was terrible, at least I had something to laugh at. Well, yeah, you didn't get that out of your head for a couple days. No, I didn't. I couldn't quit laughing. You brought it up the next day, too. I did. Yeah. I did. I told the story to quite a few people. He had precision accuracy, huh? He did, and it makes me wonder how often he's Ugh, actually dead. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hubie's taking it. So, yep. Mm-hmm. Not good. Nope. So, speaking of Hubie, we took him kayaking with us the other day. Well, One that... of the days when it was actually nice out. <clears throat> right. I was kind of up in the air about that. About taking him? Well... You know, so because the lake's been down, been down, not, oh, a, not a lot a, of water in there. Yeah, low water we, level. We don't know. No, we didn't know what to expect. Right. And I was like, well, do I take him? Oh, but he was and so excited. He had he had this look on his face like, I know where you're going. Right. Well, he I saw... see the kayaks in exactly. the back of your truck. He's like, I know where you're going. And he's so cute so, in his life jacket. Right. Oh, Sasquatch is here. So we loaded him up, took him out, mm-hmm. and he did really good. But we're enjoying this day of kayaking. Hubie's on the kayak. The wind starts blowing. Which I was kind of enjoying because it was kind of blowing us the direction we were going. Right. (laughs) But we were really hauling. (laughs) We were going pretty good. And I had to think about this and I go, you know what? You don't have a 120 pound lab on your kayak. No. And uh, you better stop and turn around because we're not going to be able to make it back. And... uh, how long did it take us to get back? Because there were times when we were trying to go back and we were paddling and I was looking over at the shore and we were going back. Well, let's just say it took, <laughs> it took 10 minutes to get where we wanted to go. Mm-hmm. You know, before I said, hey, you know, let's turn around. Yeah. And it took probably three hours to get back. It did. Because it did. we had what, like 40, 50 mile an hour winds going? Well, yeah. And it was, it was like 
tornadoes I don't were know going if they were through. That high. No, I don't. Probably had maybe 20, 20 mile an hour winds. Well, it no, was I, enough. It was pretty high. A couple times there were white caps on the mm-hmm. water. <laughs> Definite white caps. And then the next day, and, and that day was like what eighty five. Yeah. It was so nice. Yep. The water was freezing. The water was freezing. I mm-hmm. put my legs in it, and I was like, no. No, usually I could jump right in. It took me a good 10 minutes to get in. Yeah, it was cold. We were at Rye Patch, Uh which is about 45 minutes from here, I guess. Pretty cold. All that snow melt. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that was fun. We haven't had any drama at the grocery store um, since last episode. You haven't had any drama? No, I haven't seen any of the characters in the the story. (laughs) It's almost wow. like we have all new employees over there, which is <laughs> wonder, fine. Wonder if you started something. <laughs> <laughs> wonder if they heard your podcast. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? I've been doing um, a lot of spray tans, lots of spray tans. The other day I had a full day of spray tans, which is really fun. I'm really enjoying doing something different. And um, I was telling the story to one of the girls who has lived here in town for a mm-hmm. long time. And she goes, oh, let me guess. You were at this store. She named it. I was like, yeah. And she goes, and I know exactly who you're talking about. And I was like, should I delete that episode? Because it's pretty obvious if you live here in town who that was. But I guess anybody who's made it this far listening to oh yeah, our stupidity is probably <laughs> not, <laughs> not going to go tell her. No. no. And if they do, they And do. I didn't say anything bad. Just... No. The truth. <laughs> mm-hmm. What were we doing? We went and got some groceries the other day, and we're walking out of the store. And there was a little boy, like, four years old. <laughs> Takes one look at me, looks at my hair, and he He's goes, totally into what he's doing, right? <laughs> he's into what he's doing. <laughs> He's probably like six. No, he was like, yeah, he was. I think he, he was, was sitting a in the cart. Smaller. Was he sitting yeah, in the cart? Yeah, he was smaller. He, he was sitting in the cart, <laughs> and he's just staring in his own little world. <laughs> and uh, my wife walks by. Your wife? <laughs> you? Oh, me. Well, I'm telling them. But oh, okay. Yeah, you walk by, and what does he say? Snakes. Snakes. <laughs> She's got snakes. It was so cute. So cute. And then we had Runamucka, which is our local motorcycle rally they do every year. I don't know. You know more about. Has that been going on since you've lived here? It's been here? going on for a while. I don't know how many years, but yeah, it's a motorcycle rally. Mm-hmm. Happens once a year on, on Memorial Day weekend. And uh, God, 90% of the time it's raining every time. It's like if they do it a week earlier or a week later, we'd be fine. Why don't... Well, because Memorial Day. Yeah. That's why. But, but yeah, I took days off for this, and... Uh, we are supposed to be out there today, but right now, it's riding. raining and it's sort of sleeting on and off. We rode all day yesterday. Yeah, and it was cold. Mm-hmm. We rode out to Paradise, right. which is about... How far is it? Like 45 minutes? 45 miles. They have a barbecue out there. Mm-hmm. It's pretty year. good. Yeah, and I... I didn't feel like I was unprepared. Mm-hmm. 
but I didn't take any gloves. Right. And like my leather, my leather clothing is really warm, you know, and it's also insulated. So I'm, you know, well, I'm fine, but my hands <clears throat> were so cold. And then we're sitting there eating. My hands are totally numb. And we look over and a couple of our friends walk in and the guy has on shorts and a t-shirt. Right. And I'm like, what? They drove out in their car. Yep. Figure that one out. Mm-hmm. And then, um... Because <laughs> it was too cold. You know, I've told a lot of my clients about this, and then once you see it, you can't unsee it. What? My giant hands. You don't have giant hands. I have huge hands. I wear men's medium size gloves when I'm tattooing. Okay, I don't know. Yeah. Put that in perspective, I used to work with a guy in Reno at a tattoo shop. Who wore small gloves. Now, he did have kind of small hands, but I have these teeny... You have snakes for <laughs> teeny, fingers. Teeny, tiny... Snakes. Teeny, tiny arms. And right. at the end of this teeny, tiny arm, there's this hand. No, it's all in your I head. I think you're just used to seeing it. It's all it. in your head. I'm telling you. And it doesn't bug me. It's fine. I think it's funny. Yeah. But um, our friends that drove out in their car, she offered to let me borrow her gloves. And they were... Super tight? So tiny. I know. I mean, I was able to get them on, but I thought, well, my hands are already numb. Now this is going to cut my circulation off. Well, that's what happened. The gloves that you gave me. Oh, later? I tweaked them on. Yeah, I I torqued them too tight. Mm -hmm. I had to loosen them up. Yeah, when we got back into town. So I wasn't able to wear her gloves. I just had to find her later and give them back when we got back to town. And then we stopped by the business, and I happened to have some gloves there that we put on for the rest of the day but why it was so nice outside i don't know we had fun it was fun the people watching was fun i thought you know we and we also saw a lot of people that we haven't ran into a lot of people we did we did i was kind of actually exhausted today and you know we did more standing than we did writing huh it seemed like it just seemed like it i don't know because we came in and we were standing talking to people for a while too right and um, you know what's so interesting at these um, these types of events? Lots of the people you run into have had a fair amount to drink. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was like the guy we were talking to yesterday. Yeah. When he was telling us about his sticker. His sticker. His sticker oh, on his, his truck. his sticker on his door. You walked away. Did he tell you again? And then he goes, I got to show you this. Oh my gosh. And I'm looking at him going, you just told me this story. Well, yeah, like you are pretty quite a few times. He said the same thing again. Like he he retold the same story. The same story. Like it was almost like on uh, the movie Fifty First Dates. Mm -hmm. What's the guy? The guy in the hi, um, uh, what's his name? Ten Second Tom. Ten Second Tom. He reintroduces himself every time. Hi, I'm Tom. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I was like, okay, I'm not going to say anything. You're hammered. I mean, hey, if they're having a good time, that's fine. Right. As long as they're not driving anything hey, around. probably have a better time than me. It's probably, yeah, maybe. But I bet you had a better time this oh, morning yeah. Yeah. getting out of bed. Huh? Huh? Hi, I'm Tom. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what? What do you mean getting out you of bed? You weren't hung over this morning. No. And he probably was. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, we also went to Reno. And we took Gemma with us. That whole day was interesting. Yeah. But I made a note here about 
Shopping in Reno, homeless campers. Okay. At Home Depot. Yeah, you know, this whole time, I didn't know what you were seeing. Oh, yeah, you were just sitting in the truck. I was sitting in the so truck. So, I got out of the truck to walk the dog, because we took Gemma. I, well, why did you stay over there if there were a bunch of people over there? Well, I didn't actually see people. I, I could hear them. But, so, I went. To, we went to the Home Depot, one of the Home Depots in Reno. We were at the one on McCarran over towards Rob Drive and Man area. And um, there's a senior living facility. I think it's an assisted living facility next to Home Depot. They kind of share a parking lot. And it's supposed to be like a nicer, you know, assisted living. And then there's senior, I think it's senior apartments behind that. that are, it's like a gated facility. So, living in the trees and bushes up against <sighs> their outside fence are just... Homeless people are camped everywhere. Just sleeping bags everywhere, huh? Well, it's starting to be like that everywhere. Mm -hmm. Down there. All down along the river. Anywhere where there is a space, there's somebody camping. So you really can't even float the river anymore like we used to? I don't know. I mean, I guess you can. Without feces floating by you or something? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you would hope that they're not... They're doing it. ...squatting in the river oh, and yeah. pooping. What makes you think that? That's what they do. How do you... Why do you think that? That's what any wise bum would do. <laughs> I don't know. What? Why not? Explain to me why a, a wise <coughs> bum would shit in the river. I think anybody knows that, that answer. I don't know. I would like to yeah, hear your I mean, logic. You, you get in the river... You do your thing, you wash up, and you're good to go. And it goes down the river. Mm. Yeah. Gonna have to teach you one of these do days. Do you know I'm really mortified? I'm gonna have right to now. teach you. I don't. This well, is babe, something I go. don't want to learn about. Just do it. This is something you've done. Oh, yeah. Plenty of times. Uh, and my sister can witness that. Or she did witness she that. She did witness that. She can. She... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we were uh, we were lake kids, so we were you know we grew up on the lake basically, and every weekend we'd be, we'd be there. And uh, there was one time where she pissed Just me one. off. I don't know, I can't <laughs> I can't count, but she pissed me off, and she was swimming next to me, and I uh, dropped one. Wow! And it floated up right next to her. And how old were you? Probably ten, nine. I was a bad kid. It, no, I don't think so. Yeah, Other... beat me up all the time. Did she? And then I figured out, hey, I'm bigger now. Uh-huh. You're not going to beat me up anymore. Yeah, and then you wouldn't beat her up, so that ended? I probably would beat her up. I don't know. <laughs> <coughs> I don't know. See, I remember when, because my brother and I were a year apart, and we used to fight like crazy, because we were like either, I was bigger than him, of course, at first, and mm -hmm. then we were the same size for a long time. And then when he was like maybe... 11 or so he started to outgrow me and he got mad at me one day and almost shoved me through the sliding door but he caught me and he stood there with this like horrified look on his face like oh i could have shoved her through the door and we never fought like that again oh because he knew that it was not okay we what we grew up in apartments mm -hmm. townhouses and stuff so do some weird stuff such as like down the stairs in the house <laughs> right <laughs> land into the front door what 
Oh yeah, we did all kinds of stuff. Cardboard, we'd have cardboard just haul ass. Oh my god. Down the stairs. Oh yeah, my dad would come home and. I can see it too. Your mom's like, wait ass. till your dad gets home. Uh-huh. <laughs> Put a hole in the drywall or something. Oh no. <laughs> Already talked about you shooting things with your BB gun. Mm-hmm. And all of that, but I don't. We never did talk about your iguana. Was it an iguana <laughs> that chased your mom <coughs> all over it until you got home? Because I it had was, a. It was running on its hind legs. What was a, that? I had a baby iguana. It was a green iguana, and uh, uh, he had four feet at that time that you're talking about. Four feet long. Four feet. Long. It's a baby. No, he was. Oh, he was okay. probably maybe a year old. But he was four feet. Yeah, okay. And uh, it was a male. He would get horny. (laughs) He would get horny if you were wearing anything green. What? Yeah, anything green. He would like... (laughs) He would stand up. And and, and this is the same time Gremlin... Yeah. He would stand up on his hind legs. Uh And from the ground to the top of his head, he was probably about 15, 16 inches tall. (laughs) And this thing would run... On his hind legs? Super fast. Trying to hump you? Across the floor. (laughs) Bite you, grab you. Oh, no. Hold on you. And then start shaking his tail on your leg. Are you... I did not know that that was why. This thing would wait. He would hunt you down. Yeah, no, it was really odd. He would actually hunt you down, and he would, like, hide behind walls, shit, and look. Oh, my And as soon as you walk by, he'd chase you down. And, uh, yeah. That's like having an alien in your house that wants to hump your leg. It was crazy. And So I I had him running around the house. So he didn't have a cage. He had his own cage. He had his own cage. But he wouldn't stay in his cage, obviously, if he was smart enough to... of course I'd let him out. Oh, okay. You know, I'd let him sit on the couch or something, and then he would see my mom or something, and then (laughs) go. But I had a rattlesnake upstairs in in a cage. We talked about the rattlesnake. I had king snakes. Mm -hmm. I had a tegu. Mm -hmm. I had all kinds of weird reptiles. We talked about your snakes, Mm -hmm. the the one that ate the other one. Mm Mm-hmm. Ate the two hundred dollar king snake. <laughs> I walked in, and this this California king. He was free, beautiful snake, mm-hmm. black and white. Mm-hmm. California king mm-hmm. was huge. Right. I'm like, where the hell's my green, my gray banded king snake that you put in with the other? That snake. I put him with him, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was, in, and he had a piece of his tail sticking out. I just cannot. I held him upside down, and he spit it up. You know what that reminds me of? Mm. Ja, yesterday. No. I had, I've been planting, you know, whatever. Popped up some green onions. And if you take the ends of the green onions and you put them in dirt. And, they'll grow. And water it, they'll, they'll grow more green onions. So why not? Uh-huh. You know, why, why go buy seeds when I already have? So I had put some green onions in some containers and I had sat them outside and I didn't put them in the greenhouse because it was so hot in there because we still haven't got the swamp cooler going and now it's you know freezing outside so we're probably going to need to put a heater in there but anyway I'd set these green onions on the ground and then we let the dogs out yesterday morning and she got into the green onions which onions are really toxic for dogs. I mean, like, 
I knew they were bad, but when I actually looked it up yesterday, it scared me really bad. What does bad. it do? Um, it causes them to very quickly become anemic, I guess. And don't quote me on that because I just I was reading in a very panicked state yesterday because I didn't know how much she ate. So there's this app called AirVet. <clears throat> Um, cause you know, the vet wasn't open. I called the Elko vet and they were like, well, we can't help you over the phone. And I'm like, well, I can't get her there in time for you guys to clean her stomach out. Like, what do I do? And they said, well, download this air vet app for 30 bucks. You can FaceTime a vet. So this vet. Did face- you FaceTime <laughs> Yeah, she was great. Um, she said, well, you know, if you don't know how much she ate and it doesn't look like there's very much missing, then, you know, you're probably fine. She's a 60 pound dog, but it, to be safe. We should probably induce vomiting. And I have never done that to a dog before. And it was, and I'm not giving any kind of medical advice to anybody. If your dog ever eats something and you need to have vomiting induced, you need to consult a vet. Don't listen to this because I'm not giving that kind of advice here. But she had me uh, give her a couple of tablespoons of peroxide. Hydrogen peroxide, 3%. And I'm like, okay, is this safe? And she goes, I do it all the time. It's fine. Like within 15 minutes. <laughs> so we gave it to her. She said, keep her outside because she's going to throw up. Right. She had the funniest look on her face. And I felt so. See, I walked away for that. I, I felt so bad. But she had that. She had this like this almost like grimace going on. Like you could see that she had like the, you know, when you're about to. Yeah. And you have that feeling that comes up the sides of your throat uh-huh. and you can't control it. She had that look on her face and I was like, just throw up, Gemma. Come on. just." And it took like four minutes. And then it was bleh, and out came green Whatever onions. Else, there huh? were there were just a teeny tiny bit. It was probably not enough to hurt her. but And she had eaten her dog food. So <laughs> probably she would have been fine. But I felt so much better that we called the vet. And well, she's fine today, so... Yeah, but... um. So, do you want to hear about some really stupid criminals? What you got? (laughs) Top 10 dumbest criminals in the world 2022. I haven't read these yet. So this is going to be, you know, news to both of us. (laughs) I sort of of scanned this one and I was like, okay, that's pretty funny. Uh, Coming in at number 10. Deaf robber can't hear alarm. During the summer of 1995, a guy named Klaus Schmidt attempted to steal from a bank in Berlin. He stormed in, brandishing a weapon, and demanded that a bag be filled with cash. A bank teller, naturally alarmed, asked the masked guy whether he wanted a bag for the cash he was attempting to empty out of the tills. To which he replied, You're darn right it's a real gun! (laughs) little anticipation there (laughs) the bank personnel instantly understood that the offender in front of them was deaf the alarm went off and the staff pretended it wasn't very loud in order to not alert him he was even ignorant when the, the police stormed the bank and immediately apprehended him what was his reaction schmidt filed a lawsuit against the bank for taking advantage of his hearing disability oh of course he did nice Number nine, free beer catches 19 criminals. Derbyshire police launched an innovative sting strategy in 2011. They lured offenders out into the open by offering them free beer. 
A number of, of the wanted offenders were notified that they had each won a crate of beer. All they had to do was call the promotional business to be the happy owner of some icy cold suds. 19 males answered from a long list of candidates. Imagine their surprise when, instead of receiving free beer, they were jailed. Mm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Number eight. Robert gives cashier his contact info. Chicago, like many other American cities, has its fair share of criminals, some of whom begin their careers on the wrong side of the law at an early age. In 2008, Ruben Zarate intended to steal a muffler store. You know, is, is this like a, um, this must be a European thing where they say steal instead of rob. To steal. It's, it sounds like grammatically incorrect, huh. but I think it's just. Grammatically. Grammatically. It's a great word. That is a great word. Okay. So I think they're trying to say he's going to rob a muffler store. That bugs me. What they say to steal a muffler store because in in American English that would be that you're trying to steal the whole store mm-hmm. and not just rob. Right. Right. Anyway, he stormed the front door, brandishing a rifle, and demanded the employees empty the safe. The issue was that Zarate had just missed the shop's manager, who was the only one who knew the code to the safe. Zarate, never one to give up, decided to try again later. Maybe he planned other robberies to do that that day, or maybe he merely kept his other gun at the shop. But he left his contact information so the workers could call him when the manager came back. Hmm. <laughs> right on. The employees did ultimately contact Zarate, but not before notifying the authorities. The cops were waiting for him when he returned for the cash. Dumb. What an idiot. Mm-hmm. I'd like to rob you, but since your manager is not here, Have him call, call me when he's back. Have him call me when he gets mm-hmm. back. Number seven. Robber leaves birth certificate. Leaving a phone number is terrible. (laughs) Current CSI teams can identify criminals from a strand of hair, so you can assume that they take a coffee break when the crook does the job for them. Not every cop is as fortunate as a few in Boston who tracked down a criminal who left behind not just his birth certificate, but also a letter written to him from his mother. In this case, the culprit was a handbag snatcher who made off with $40. The victim fought back, and the opportunistic man dropped his own bag. The birth certificate inside listed him as Zachary Tentani. When the cops approached him, he pretended to be someone else, but it didn't work. (laughs) The getaway donkey is number six. Assuming you're a proficient enough thief to leave no identifying information at the scene, you'll still have to flee. The ideal escape vehicle has a solid combination of speed and agility. Something with endurance, range, and most importantly, does not stand out. It should be highlighted here that a little forethought may go a long way. Enter a group of Colombian robbers. They began their criminal spree by kidnapping Zavi, a 10-year-old donkey. (laughs) (laughs) Before the group looted a convenience shop, Zavi had been held captive for about 12 hours. They piled their food and booze plunder on Zavi who refused to comply. Maybe he was frightened of being labeled as an accessory after the event. In fact, Zavi decided to perform his civic duty and started causing such a commotion that the neighboring police officer on patrol decided to look into it. The clumsy robbers were apprehended and Zavi was returned to his owner. Mm -hmm. Number five, robbers warn bank via phone. Um, I never said where this is from. It's top10archives.com. Whatever that is. Anyway, 
Albert Bailey is the type of scoundrel who does not leave anything to chance. He and a juvenile accomplice decided to steal a bank, rob a bank, in Fairfield, Connecticut on March 23, 2010. Everyone understands that an efficient bank task is one that is completed quickly. He phoned the bank ahead of time to allow the bank employees <laughs> time to wrap up the cash oh. that Bailey and his young ward hey, were going to collect. We're going to be there. Get it all ready to go. Of course, the bank employees were less than cooperative. <laughs> oh, can you drive a stick shift? Sure. Yeah? Yep. When did you Quite learn? Quite well. <clears throat> when did I learn? Yeah. Maybe seven. Seven years ago or at the age of seven? <laughs> Number four, carjacker can't drive a stick. Leaving one's car unattended invites danger. This was the situation in Omaha, Nebraska, when Melissa Peters was on her way to pick up her kid from school, and she came across a slim youngster with a pistol aimed at her. She and her son ran to safety while the carjacker attempted to steal her car. Unfortunately, the irresponsible carjacker couldn't drive a stick. Mm. let's skip forward to number one let's see what number one is i'm getting bored with this number one the worst disguise ever masking your identity is a recurring subject when it comes to escaping police authorities whether you achieve this by wearing a mask or just not leaving your birth certificate at home the impact is the same dennis hawkins did everything he could to conceal his identity he wanted to steal a bank in Pittsburgh, and either he didn't plan his disguise well, or he overthought it. Hawkins disguised himself using a woman's blonde wig, a set of false breasts, and clown trousers to carry off his theft. While all of this does alter how others perceive him, it failed to conceal his face. <laughs> well, it appeared that this overarching objective was to trick bank employees and surveillance cameras into thinking he was a woman, shaving his beard would have been a wiser first step. The disguise was, was likewise not very clever. Hawkins was quickly identified after his description was shared with police officials, and he was subsequently reported by a gas station worker who saw him attempting to steal a car. Hawkins would have been... Simple to spot in a crowd, fake breasts or not. One of the one of the bank's dye packets hidden in the cash he took dyed him red from head to toe. Nice. So, if you ever wanted to steal something, the most important thing to do is to put on fake breasts. But don't shave your face. No. Nope. Fake breasts. <laughs> that's, that's, and a wig, maybe. And a wig. Anyway, on that note, how can people find us online? How? <laughs> Tell me how. Everything here is real on Facebook. Everything here is real except on Instagram and everything here is real at gmail.com if you would like to send us an email. And with that, I guess we're out of here. <laughs>